Well, not uh, not too many storylines to uh, to talk about in this game, hey? Not at all. Nothing not at all. Uh, nothing crazy happened. Pretty no. normal game for the most yeah. part. I think so. I nothing. Mean, there was nothing like no 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 parallels or nothing. That doesn't yeah, seem no. very flamesy to have like history with yeah. another team. Yeah, or with uh, another player in particular. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's odd. Yeah, yeah. odd. Wait, wait. Are we missing something? Is Daryl Sutter missing something? Was he missing something? We're gonna get our licks uh, in wait. on Daryl Sutter tonight wait, too. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Where's the Where's the game sheet here? Gotta <laughs> that was uh, great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Was, what was, was it? Uh, Ma- Matthew Phillips. Matthew. Yeah, Phillips. yeah. What number is he? The guy we're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what number is he? We actually, yeah, he switched his number. Um, but anyways, welcome to Game Over Calgary on SDPN Sports. My name is Audie James, joined today by a familiar face. You know him from last year, uh, making his debut in a fill-in role, as uh, as we often do. It's Nate Thomas. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I was, uh, in a way, very thankful for you to ask me to join on tonight. Uh, you know, just casually procrastinating schoolwork and that kind of thing. So, Well, well I'm, but, glad, uh, it's I'm all glad that I could not help your education further <laughs> with your multiple degrees that you already have. You should yeah, just, I got, you should I got just, two months. Just pack it in. Yeah, two months and I'm packing it in. I've, I've been joking. I'm like, I'm not going back for a third. Both my wallet and uh, my brain are like, nope, you can't yep, do it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hey, that's fair. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, chat, I see there's lots of people in here right now. Uh, two things, two housekeeping notes. Um, if you haven't learned yet, we're, we're doing things a little differently here this year. We're going to do similar to what SDP does. You know, the press conference, we're going to do the press conference at the end. So save your questions for the end for the presser. Uh, we'll get to any and all questions that you might have in the chat as Jay money likes to call the toxic chat. I see him in there right now. <laughs> um, second order of housekeeping, everybody in the chat who's here right now needs to spam Congrats to Nate, who got engaged in the off season. Um, so spam congrats to Gate uh, to to almost called you Gate uh, to Nate, <laughs> who uh, who who's who's now engaged. Welcome to. Well, I can't say engaged anymore, but welcome. I was going to say let's spam it. Thank you. I was going to say let's spam it for Audie, who got married during the off season. Jeez, <laughs> we, it was it was fun. It was fun. Hey, it's 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 great. Everybody will tell you different stories, but married life is great. Um, did uh, did Johnny Gaudreau show up at your wedding and was dancing around on someone else's shoulders as well? I or, wish, uh... <laughs> I wish his invite must have got lost in the mail, similar to his uh, his return to Calgary, uh, just yeah, non that, uh, just non-existent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that contract must have got lost in the mail. Uh, speaking of marriage, it, it, it's 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 great to have a happy marriage. I think I have one of those. I like to consider myself very lucky. I have a lovely wife who cares for me and loves me. The marriage between the Calgary Flames. And Matthew Phillips was one that was maybe, you know, one side puts in a little bit more than the other. The other being the Calgary Flames. Matthew Phillips doing everything he can, knocking on the door. And it came out that Craig Conroy actually gave him, allegedly offered him a two-year deal. Um, I believe it was a two-way. I don't know the extent of it. But either way, he doesn't sign. He moves on. He moves on to Washington. We all knew coming into this game, I saw some people talking about the thumbnail. Yeah, I'm responsible for that thumbnail. I'm the one who put Matty Phillips's face all over the SDPN feed tonight because I wanted everybody to see just how much we love and appreciate him. Maybe not so much tonight. We're happy for him, but we're not so happy with the the outcome. But 
I want to get your two cents. I know you're a Matty Phillips guy too. A lot of Flames fans were really, really high on this kid. Um, what did you think about him tonight? How did how did you think Matty Phillips? Obviously, for those of you who didn't watch the game, if you're just watching us, scores his first NHL goal, first NHL multi-point night. He gets an assist on the Sonny Milano. Oh wait, no, sorry, Sonny Milano had an assist on his goal. He on had an Phillips assist goal. on the yeah. on the uh, Connor McMichael goal. But uh, what did you think of Matty Phillips? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to shout out your hat. I wanted to say it. Uh, I think it was on the last uh, game over as well um for the the representation there uh, everybody's also, welcome I'm, here man yeah but also i'm going to shout out maddie phillips for uh representing us short kings there uh <laughs> at uh at 570 i think he's listed at 58 but uh, i think everything else i've seen is 57 so um but yeah going out there and scoring not only his uh his first nhl goal but yeah netting uh two points on the night there um and i think one thing that unless i'm mixing it up uh mitch love also went to washington before phillips uh eventually went there so i think mm -hmm. i do kind of wonder if that was something that was part of the reason can i interject real quick washington. yeah go for it because i interviewed matthew in the off season just before he actually went down to washington right, did. yeah and one of the things we talked about was uh, i can't remember i think somebody on twitter actually posed the question for me to ask to him and it was hey did obviously mitch love went there first was there any influence and you know, he was like, yeah, I had, you know, had chats with Mitch and um, Washington. He wanted to reiterate that Washington was interested regardless of Mitch Love's opinion, which is which mm -hmm. is fair because it shouldn't be, oh, Mitch Love goes there. So all of a sudden his best scorer last year and the year before is going to follow him and play in the NHL. He still had to earn that spot. He, he worked his tail off to get to where he is. Uh, and he made it very clear. Washington was interested prior to the Mitch Love thing. But you got to think, and, and that's what I asked him, did that help the case and obviously familiarity is a big thing in the nhl mm -hmm. um yeah he said that it, it, it did help so a uh, shameless plug to listen to my interview with maddie phillips but to interject <laughs> briefly yes it did have a slight impact although washington was interested from kind of the jump yeah um i, I don't know i feel like even like going back to the preseason like matthew phillips played more time in the preseason for the washington capitals than he did in the prior three seasons yeah, like preseason included for the Calgary Flames. I think that about sums up kind of the mishandling, if you want to be nice about it, uh, of Matthew Phillips by the Calgary Flames here. And, uh, you know, I had sent out a tweet, you know, like the first goal of his career being scored against the Flames uh, is one of the, if in in my opinion, one of the greatest FU moments uh, in sports, at least in the last five years, let's say. Um, just, you know, like it's... You hear a lot, and I think it's becoming a little bit less with the game moving to more finesse and skill and speed and that kind of thing. But it was always about, you know, the big tough guys. And there's still a little bit of that mentality where some of these guys like Phillips, who, you know, are on the shorter end of like mm -hmm. five, seven or that just aren't really getting their chances, but just purely because of height sometimes um, or body weight kind of thing. Um, but those guys can play. And I think Matthew Phillips showed it tonight, right? Like, like I said, he put up two points, uh, clock just under 13 minutes of ice time. Um, that's not a small number, at least for a guy who, uh, you know, played as much as he did in the preseason, even got up to the first line in the preseason. He's playing with Ovi. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that right there is okay. There's some, there's something that they see in him. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that Washington saw something in him. Cause like you said, just a, 
so many, if not every Calgary Flames fan who knows about this kid is rooting for him in Washington, right? And I'm sure even a few were given a like, couple small little fist bumps as he scored that goal tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, a couple things to wrap up the Matty Phillips talk before we get into the game over Calgary portion of this show. Because <laughs> after all, it's not game over Washington, but we have to give credit where credit's due uh, to a guy who many of us were advocating for last year to uh, to crack a spot in the lineup. Um, if you had bet on a Matty Phillips goal tonight, I, th- I know a lot of people did. Um, it's just the, the, the I, I remember seeing a tweet from Will Nault that uh, the script writers got this one right for uh, for Matthew Phillips, but it was plus six fifty on pretty much every sports book that I could oh. see. So uh, it, it was um, it was quite the uh, quite the payout if you put a, a, a little bit of change down, uh, put a little more jingle in your jeans, if you will. Um, and secondly, I wanted to shout out a tweet that I saw from uh, Amon Kurji over at the Win Column. Uh, he said that he's glad that Daryl Sutter isn't with the team anymore. But God, did he ever wish that Daryl Sutter was on the bench when Matthew Phillips scored his first <laughs> one in his, what, yeah. third or fourth NHL game? Um, either way, an unforgettable moment. Just comes from a great family, a great person, uh, a workhorse. You heard Tom Wilson talk about just how good of a player he is. Kind of a who the fuck is this guy moment, though, when he showed up in the locker room. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he won the heart, the hearts over of, uh, of of Caps fans and, and that locker room as well. So congrats to Matty Phillips. And now I guess we got to talk about the dreaded result of this hockey game, which is a Calgary Flames loss in the shootout to the Washington Capitals on this Monday night. Um, Let's start in the first period uh, because for the better part of, well, I mean, I'm going to say it that the entirety of the period was all Calgary high octane. I tweeted out, this is some fun hockey to watch. If you're a Flames fan, get excited. Uh, Your thoughts on the first period there, Nate. Yeah, like you said, it was it was all flames. I mean, that really just encompasses it. Uh, I had oh, I had the shots here. Uh, I think there was like eighteen to three after the first. Uh, period, yeah, which... I wrote it down too. It was but 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 let's see. It was a swift seventeen to three for the flames. Okay, yeah. Off. Either way, <laughs> like, it was just like the flames were tonight. One off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they were. But it was looking good, and even uh, even Jacob Markstrom, who you know he didn't have a shot until like seven minutes into the game and it was i think what a two-on-one or something like that like a great yeah, opportunity it was to a, shut the door on yeah it was a 10 um, a 10 beller for the most part yeah, just the entire team was rolling but something and i know it's only two games let's calm down here a little bit kind of deal but what i've noticed over these these past two games at least on this road trip is that the flames will come out really hot and then second period either like the start of it or the second half they'll just really start to back off because they're like, oh, okay, we got this. We're up by two. And it's like, no, you can't do it. There's 60 minutes to play. You have to play the full 60 minutes. How cliche is it? And how many times have we heard ourselves talking about the Calgary Flames in that regard? (laughs) So, I again, I know it's two games, way too early. Calm the hell down, Nate. But it's just something I'm noticing already that I'm like, they better squander this quickly because we don't want a repeat of last year with it yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree it was a it was an utterly dominant first period and like i mentioned on twitter it was one of the most fun periods of hockey that i got to watch yeah. for the calgary flames and one of the things that i really noticed especially early on in the first period is just matt coronado 
I know there's a lot of hype around him being the the pick that he was picked at and how good of a junior or I guess junior collegiate career he had. Um, but I wanted to park a bit of time to talk about him and a similar kind of player that we had here in Calgary. Um, obviously, the size is one thing, but the way he moves, the way he handles the puck, eerily similar to uh, to what we saw with Johnny Gaudreau here in Calgary. Um, the way Matt Coronado enters the zone, I, I can recall it right now. I'm watching it in my head. The first shift he had this game, he gets off the bench, he gets the puck, he fires it to the far corner, and then he skates like he, like a like a baby gazelle who just got born because he's very <laughs> unorthodox in the way he skates, but I can't chirp because he skates way better than me. But... <laughs> You know, he, he gets on his horse, he dumps the puck, he beats two defenders, and he picks up his own rebound off the boards and, and gets a shot on goal, creates a quality scoring chance in front of the net. Um, what 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 have you seen from Coronado? Have you have you liked his play? Am I grasping at straws to compare him four games into an, his, his NHL career to Johnny Gaudreau? I just see similarities. It's not really a true comparison, but similarities in his game. Uh, just your thoughts on Coronado. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen the comparisons, but uh, the example that you gave of, you know, the shot off uh, the boards and grabbing that rebound to get a shot, like just his reaction time is something that uh, I guess for some reason, it's not something that I feel like we talk a whole lot about with players. It's a lot more of a goaltending conversation, mm -hmm. but his is something that I've been noticing as well. Um, but uh, specifically, I've, I've been really appreciative that he's been given an opportunity, or I guess he, he's already not given an opportunity, he's earned an opportunity already uh, to work on that power play unit. Um, and personally, I think he's been looking really good there. So, yeah, no, he's uh, <laughs> sorry, I know we said we'll wait for the presser, but uh, but a funny one from Jay Money saying, Audie trying to give NHL or skating advice, lol. <laughs> yeah, you 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 watch me skate. I'm I'm not a horrible skater, but I'm not uh, not NHL caliber, uh, obviously whatsoever. Um, another standout in the first period and kind of someone who I thought kind of progressed well throughout this game, um, was uh, Adam Rzichka, who who ends up scoring a goal. It was a beautiful zone entry. I believe it was Hannafin who had the puck in the first period. Kind of skates, draws two defenders behind the net, and it's a quick little backhand pass to Rzichka, who's sitting on the doorstep wide open clear as day they want that one back for sure but uh he he wastes no time and snipes one um Ruzichka's looked good and I mm -hmm. think that uh I think Flames fans should be happy he's kind of one of those those players who's progressively gotten better uh at each level he's played at he got a full season in last year with the Flames and um maybe some depth scoring in this lineup and in, in, in a in a lineup where sometimes you look at it from last year carry over to this year and you say where are the goals going to come from we talked about it last time I was on game over with uh with Brady from Winnipeg he said the same thing mm -hmm. about the Jets you look at that roster you compare it to last year and you say where are the goals going to come from um he's proving that uh you know maybe maybe they're gonna they're gonna get some help from uh more than just your Huberto Kadri Lindholms of uh of the lineup that kind of established top six um excited to see uh, another full year Rizichka oh yeah absolutely I loved that guy last year um and as well like especially in the offseason after we uh traded Tyler to Foley right like who led the team in goals last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, or at least was top three. No, he, yeah, he did lead. He did lead. He did. Um, 
so yeah, you trade off your top scorer from last year. And yeah, it does make you question where are the goals coming from, especially after the year that Huberto had, who mind you, yes, he's more of an assists guy, but just yeah. the points were not there. Thanks to Daryl Sutter for tossing him on the wrong side for 50 <laughs> plus games. But, um, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's been awesome. And I've loved him in that bottom six, like last year, this year so far kind of thing. Um, but there's just one, there's one thing here that I just want to point out. We talked about three guys so far in particular, mm-hmm. and Yes, one of them was Washington, but the last three years was in the Calgary organization, at least. Someone that we wanted up. What's the one, like, thread, I guess, that you can think of between the three guys that we've talked about? Coronado, Youth, Zdichka, Youth. Youth. It's a big thing, and I'm Which is great to see. Yeah, exactly. Like, as soon as Conroy came in and, like, you know, it's it's always, like, the, 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 the initial things that come out you might look back on it and go like oh that's not quite what happened or that kind of thing or um oh yeah like you 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 really pulled through on that one yeah sure um but so far conroy has done what he has said and that is give the young guys an opportunity to show that they belong there and out of i guess the two current flames those guys have shown that so Mm -hmm. far for their respective roles so coronado is just we're just trying to figure out where exactly but he does fit in this lineup somewhere is the main yeah. aspect. Yeah. And it's going to take some time. It, that kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. No. You, you kind of hit your stride. And, and when you find chemistry with the right line, it pays dividends for both your yeah. team and, and yourself. So um, kind of in that in-between stage right now, but still uh, still showing signs of an upward trajectory. I want to park some time to pick your brain about one of the players you mentioned before um, and his fall from grace from his previous season of, of putting up the most points by a left winger assist. Sorry. Maybe it was assists. I think it was assists by a left was, winger yeah. in NHL history, 85 assists or something stupid like that. Jonathan Huberto. Um, the question I have for you is something that, you know, I and other flames fans and other people who follow this team and cover this team have noticed who also have maybe mentioned the same thing you mentioned. And, and this is what, what sparked it for me is you mentioned he's a pass first guy. We know that, right? We know mm-hmm. obviously putting up 85 assists is no small feat. He likes to pass the puck. Would you like to see him shoot a bit more? I feel like more often than not, I yeah. see him in the offensive zone with possession of the puck. Obviously he looks for the pass first, but then sometimes I notice he just forces a pass maybe for the sake of in his head, he's the pass first guy when he has the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see him shoot the puck a little bit more? Absolutely, because we know this guy can shoot when he mm-hmm. wants to. And yeah, he just yeah, he's got to get out of that like just a little bit out of that pass first mentality, right? It's more it, it, and I mean, you were you were teaching or you're trying to teach Coronado how to skate. I'm going to try to teach <laughs> Corn, uh Huberto how to shoot apparently. And uh but just, you know, trying to like yes, you want to find the best opportunity uh for your team kind of thing but that's not always someone else or you mm-hmm. helping someone else sometimes it's just taking matters into your own hands right and uh i mean you want to talk about small sample size so far with this season guy like connor bedard right who i've a lot of the highlights i'm seeing are never heard of that know, guy before yeah never never um but uh you know like a lot of the highlights that you see is just like yes chicago not a overly great team 
around him kind of thing but there's a lot of moments where like he'll you'll see him kind of like do the scan and realize okay nope i got the best option here and well that's when he'll shoot kind mm-hmm. of thing and i think maybe Huberto that's what just, a matter of it is yeah for so Huberto. i think just yeah just Huberto's just i think you just got to take a little bit more of a look and just make sure that like if there's a pass great go for it but if there's not make that opportunity either for the pass or for a shot yeah i like what you said there sometimes you're the best option yeah Do, like maybe it's maybe it's for him it's it's not losing the pass first mentality but like being quicker on the read like is that like yeah. like like and, quicker and, on and the I'll, read yeah and i'll clarify too it's not uh like you're the best option in a selfish way no right? like it's, it's for your team to have an opportunity at success on that play so yeah it's it's definitely not like a like a chest beating like i am the best option it's like yeah exactly it's more so like oh shit there's nothing else that i can do right now i better take this to the i better take this lane or i better take this shot if there's a good screen in front you know um and that's something i want to see more of huberto this year again we're only three games into the season um they're 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 learning kind of a new system. They're playing in a new system, which kind of it obviously doesn't take time. This, these things don't happen overnight. I, I say yeah. that time even, and time even, again. Even with a full training camp, it yeah. does take time. So with that in mind, it's pretty evident the Flames system that they're playing now is significantly different than the one that they played in last year. And one of the things that I noticed tonight especially and I'm going to spotlight Mackenzie Weger for a moment, uh, who I noticed a couple times, well, in that first period when they spent a lot of time playing offense, they were more so in uh, in Washington's end than they were in the neutral zone or their own end. Um, but when Mackenzie Weger was on the ice and the Flames had possession in the offensive zone, I found that any time the puck was swung back to him, it wasn't a forced pass. It wasn't a cycle down low. It was... Hey, I'm going to use my feet and keep this play alive by moving myself into mm-hmm. a better position, which something that we didn't see too, too much last year, maybe till the end of the year, I think Zadorov kind of picked it up a little for some reason, but mobile <laughs> yeah, of everybody, right? Yeah. Right. A hat trick in the last game of the year. Like who had that on their bingo card? I was there for that. I can say that I was <laughs> there for a Nikita Zadorov hat trick. Not many people can say that. Not many people could say that, but like, um, what I'm trying to say is like using his body to create space, using his feet to find a lane to, 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 you know, get the puck into a better area of the, of the ice to, to, to get a shot off. What, what I'm noticing is more mobility from blue line, which is kind of cool to see Mm -hmm. because, you know, like we saw last year when scoring wasn't really prevalent, I'm going to use a big word for this team last season, Hold um, on, where's my dictionary? Yeah, check to see if I <laughs> use that correctly. Chat, somebody somebody help me out. But it's going to be nice to see scoring come from the blue line, right? We we saw, I believe it was in the first game, two goals that the Flames scored came from the blue line. I think it was the first two goals of, of the year for them. Um, blue line scoring depth is fun. And when you don't have scoring anywhere else or you're struggling to find scoring anywhere else and your blue line can step it up makes for some good hockey. Exactly. Um, It's, I don't know, like a team can never have too many offensive threats, right? Like think think of any, think of any time you've played, right? Mm -hmm. Every now and like 
you'll there'll be someone out on the ice or two guys out on the ice um that you know if they if they have the puck someone on your team is yelling shooter right to know that okay that's the guy that's most likely to shoot Mm -hmm. out of everybody but if you could have three four even five guys that's that like not on a power play that you could have somebody be yelling shooter there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever i'm gonna correct you for a second usually when i'm on the ice and i have the puck it's oh we should go take this guy out because it's uh he he plays on the blue line and he's playing way too far up and it's a (laughs) two-on-one the other way so uh, i don't often have that call out when i'm on the ice i uh i i I, I, I try to hang out in the neutral zone when I play beer league just because like my foot speed's not there getting up in age, you know, got some grays yeah. on the side of my head. Now I'm thinning on top. That's why I always wear a hat, but <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, uh, and I think it's going to make for some, uh, some fun Calgary flames hockey this year. If their blue line can, as you mentioned, step it up. Okay. Uh, if you're joining us now, game over Calgary, I'm Adi. He's Nate joining us here on uh, SDPN Sports for Game Over. We're excited to be back with you for another season of uh, of Calgary Flames coverage. This is season 2.5 for the Flames because we technically joined late in the first year with, with Game Over Toronto. So um, 2.5 it is. We've worked out. If, if you're just returning from that season, we've worked out the technical issues. You'll be happy to know that I'm not frozen anymore. You can hear me. I think we look okay, Um, but we do thank you for joining us. And if you do have questions, I mentioned before, save them for later. We're going to do the presser around the end of the show. Um, Calgary Flames losing this one in a shootout to the Washington Capitals. Okay, a pretty uneventful second and third period for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Just to quickly skim over the third period, I guess they kind of started to look a little bit better. The second they were a little flat, third period they came out a little bit better. Obviously, this game goes into overtime, and then they take a too-many-men-on-the-ice penalty in overtime in which they were lucky to get out of. Bad penalty to take in general, even worse to take in overtime when you can only have three guys on the ice. Kadri jumped the gun a little bit there and uh, and caught himself on a too-many-men penalty. But as we mentioned crisis averted it didn't didn't end up ruining their night in that regard uh that would ha- that would transpire a few minutes later when we get to the shootout and i saw some uproar on twitter i don't know if they were boomers i don't know if they were like just like hockey purists or whatever the case may be um i'm not going to shout out who just because it's like you know <laughs> i'm not in the business of calling people out but a former calgary flames goalie uh who didn't actually play for the calgary flames who actually I don't even think played a game in the NHL. Um, but anyways, he <laughs> you're trying to connect the dots. Yeah, now I'm trying to connect the dots here. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you after. Um, that sounds good. He put, uh, he put out on Twitter that Kuznetsov should be effing embarrassed because of his shootout, uh, his, his performance in the shootout. I want to get your well, is, take. Is, is controller dying? Yeah, like I mean, I wanna, I wanna get. This isn't the first time we've seen this in the NHL. Until no. they implement some sort of clock, which they never will. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's like the state of the shootout. I think if you're trying to fix the shootout, you're doing the wrong thing because the right thing to do is just take the fucking shootout away. Yes, and just Thank play you. overtime. <laughs> like if you're trying to fix the shootout, something's wrong. You know that the NHL has already failed more miserably than it has if they're if they're trying to make the shootout better, which they, they they won't be able to. But until you implement a clock, which like I said, they never will, 
as long as the puck is and the player is in a forward progression, who cares how long it takes? Mm-hmm. We've seen this. Like this, Kuznetsov's not the first person to have done. Is that is that old man yelling at Cloud, or am I reading into I, this no, too much? No, no, I think it is. I mean, from a from a goaltending perspective, yeah, it's a yeah. little bit annoying. But at the same time, like from from a I guess offensive standpoint, right? Like to have the goalie basically like be in like a loaded position for so long and like kind of focused or that, like it does work. We saw it tonight. So yeah. like, I, I don't know. And I don't, like if they were to have some rule against it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that like a, like a clock thing, but maybe it's, you know, like they have the forward momentum. Maybe it's that you have to be still like continuously skating or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, they, they, yeah, like I say, if they, they're they're grasping at straws if they're trying to fix this. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it's just not fixable. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I don't see any issue with the play. So, no. like, it's, especially because as, as yeah, anybody can do it. It's I can not do just Kuznetsov. <laughs> yeah, we could both do it if we knew how to play at that level. And instead exactly. of talking about hockey, we were in the NHL. Only it tried a little harder. But seriously. It's 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 a non-issue for me. I saw people up in arms about it, and I'm just like, really? Of all the things that we're gonna get mad about today, this is gonna be the thing yeah. that uh, that the, the straw that breaks the camel's back, um, if you will. But aside from that, it's a loss. We move on. It's the third game of the season. All in all, to sum it up, I. For my summary, I'll, I'll spin it to you after. But for me, I'm happy with what we're starting to see. I'm I'm happy with the positive change. There's, uh, you know, some good things. There's some things that they need to clean up. But all in all, a much different look. The fourth line looks a lot different than it did last year with Trevor Lewis, Milan Lucic when he wasn't playing in the top six. And whoever else they stapled on that line, it was usually a combination of Ruzicka, Dewar, or... God, I don't even remember because it was just like in the back of my mind and I'm trying to block it out. Yeah, but I try to forget about it as much as I can. <laughs> fourth line looks a little faster. They're spending a lot more time uh, in the offensive zone, just kind of holding on to possession, which is what a fourth line is supposed to do, and it's good. Um, all in all, three games in, the Flames are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They've got three points, two, uh, two points, or two games with points, which is good. Um can't complain too much so far. What 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 do you what's your read on the the first three games of the year? Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, does five periods or five goals in the third period against Pittsburgh kind of suck? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. But every other period, there's been something positive to come out of it at least. Like there there hasn't been out of the nine nine and a half, I guess if you want to consider the overtime a half period. Uh, out of those, like there, there hasn't been anything where you're just like, that was absolute garbage, nothing redeeming whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The team looks faster. Just, and I, I'm, you're, you're talking about more the fourth line. I'm thinking even throughout the lineup, it just looks a little bit faster. Um, a little more youth in it as well. I think yeah. is a contributing factor throughout the lineup as well, which is great. Um, and even for tonight's game in particular, I don't take a whole lot of stock in I guess the final result when it comes to a shootout, because like you, I'm not a fan of the shootout. I think it's ridiculous that we play 65 minutes of a team orientated game to bring it to a skills, skills competition. Comp. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you, if you manage to get it to a shootout, you know what? Look at the rest of the game, 
the team still played great, right? Like if you if you extended overtime five more minutes and someone was going to come out of it in there, yeah, that's a good game. So mm-hmm. and, and and you're happy about it, I think. So like obviously you want the two points, but like you can't like unless you like just luck your way into a shootout as i saw the anaheim ducks do way too many times last year um it's i don't know call it a good night i guess yeah i would say uh i'm i'm in that ballpark um with you like i mentioned before this is game over calgary i'm Audi. he's nate uh on the heels of a calgary Flames shootout loss to the washington capitals three to two um a reminder we're gonna swing to the presser pretty soon here so if you did have questions, please be sure to get them in, uh, whether it's for me, whether it's for Nate, whether it's about the Flames, whether it's about how uh, how handsome Nate looks tonight. Um, get your questions and comments in, and we'll start going through them uh, very shortly here. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of touch base with you on, and it's not just specific to this game, it's specific to overtime in general. And it's kind of one of those controversial things you either love it or you hate it the way three on three our teams play three on three now it's possession and and once you have possession you just keep possession and what what a lot of people don't like and i wanted to ask you about this because i was thinking about it when i was watching the game it doesn't bother me because it's just like you say you you learn how to play in different situations three on three sometimes you got to swing the puck out the blue line wait for a reset go back in swing the puck back out of the blue uh, outside your blue line wait for a reset go back in now, a lot of people have a problem with that. Um, people suggesting rule changes that you can't exit the zone X amount of times or a shot clock like lacrosse. Um, p- being a player of both sports, you, you that is. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think that it's a, as much of a problem as people make it out to be or, or what? I don't think it is because when 3-on-3 three three got first introduced, yes, it was a lot of run and gun. And it was yeah. fun to watch. But at the same time, you had a lot of teams that you know played that style initially mm-hmm. that it ended up costing them and an example i think of is uh unfortunately jacob markstrom when he was in uh vancouver there and what like all three guys kind of rushed in and the two got caught up and then the third one got caught up and it's a three on O, like looking like practice out there basically yeah and markstrom getting uh getting scored on there so teams adapted to it Right. And develop this strategy of, okay, let's maintain possession until we find that opening. And then that's when we take our shot in a way similar to a power play. Mm -hmm. Right. All teams did was just change from a five on four or a five on three, four on three, whatever. They just applied it to three on three hockey because you have the space to do it. So, yeah, I don't see any issue with it. And teams were just all smart in adapting it. And, you know, Sorry to anybody who doesn't like it, but when you have smart people actually running the game, you you get interesting stuff out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree, and I I think it's very much old man yelling at cloud to 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 be upset about that kind of stuff. Um, it is what it is. I just figured it'd be an interesting topic of conversation because, like, I always think about that when I see that shit on TV. Because I'm it's like, oh, funny. somebody's screaming yeah. somewhere on Twitter right now because the, uh, you know, so-and-so just swung the puck out, waited for a reset, went back in, reset again. Like, you just know somebody is out there complaining about that. So. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's not restrict something that doesn't really have a whole lot of restrictions because we've gone away from that. 
because like you said a lot of like old man yelling at clouds how many of those people who are complaining about this watched uh like the no two line passing yeah and how restrictive that was on the game right so and two line pass thing. was it, just it, abysmal what oh yeah it was idea. it was it was brutal um but like you opened the the same thing you opened that up right and teams started going a bit more running gun but then teams developed strategies on how they can enter and that sort of thing you just had the same thing apply to overtime yeah no i i i totally agree um as we always wrap these shows up now with the presser i don't have a cool game over press conference button to play like they do on the sdp it's just me saying that it's time for the press conference it's time for the presser get your questions in there's a bunch of good questions already here in the chat yeah the steve dangle press conference <laughs> i try my vo my best to be um uh voice lady from from the from sdp but i i'm not very good um a few good questions in here so far but we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon so get your questions in if you would like to uh, have the opportunity to ask us a question the first one <laughs> why is nate so dang handsome i, I think i fed them I, I led them into that one but um uh, I, I i had to go to work today ah see he That's dressed up he dressed yeah, up. So, I just threw on a hoodie and my pride hat, and I was like, this is a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I got off at 4.30, and game started at 5, so I basically just got home, tossed on my jersey, got on the couch, and then... Got a yeah, text got from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess here, I got to so. look presentable. <laughs> um, so. Otherwise, uh, you'd see me in my usual snap, like backwards snapback, that like someone, I kid you not, from the opposite end of the Saddle Dome, a bowl up, like not using like a zoom on their phone or anything like recognize me that way i'm like okay a beard to snapback should not be that recognizable <laughs> you're just a very distinguishably handsome uh, man that you could see from anywhere in, in that in that godforsaken arena apparently. um this one here from left-handed penman first of all great to see you uh left-handed penman uh, one of the ogs his name in the and, and one of the people who always comments and always uh always putting their, their two cents in. So thank you for coming back, and, and it's good to hear from you again. Uh, confidence is low over here. Need to see a few wins. I would say my confidence isn't low right now. I'm, I'm more tempered expectations, and I mentioned that on the first Game Over show with Brady when we did our crossover with Winnipeg, that you know the best part about coming into this year is just not having expectations. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just kind of going with the flow. Like, did I expect the Flames to win the first three games? No. Did I expect them to lose all three? Also, no. One, one, and one is quite literally like directly in the middle of a, of how it could have like it's it's so smack dab on the nose as to how I thought this was gonna go. So for yeah. me, it's a little different. Um, but I can, yeah, here, I, I I can make this look a lot more pretty and boost that confidence up a little bit. You could be the 0-2, 32nd overall Edmonton Oilers who lost to a throwing up in his mask, Thatcher Demko. Yeah, we could be that. <laughs> yeah, we could be that. I, I don't want to I'm, – I'm excited for Heritage Classic because I'm going to just get Zach so fired up. I Are wanted you to be there, by the way? I haven't asked you. Uh, more to come, from, more to come? From, from the Game Over crew. Um, All right. I'm, I don't I'm know. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say yet. But got, uh, you can see there, I got my jersey ready to go. For, yeah, uh, I can't. Player, we can't so. see it on the stream because you're cut off. But oh, I do. Yeah. I do see it on Zoom. <laughs> on Zoom. But um, 
yeah, actually, more to come. Uh, for those of you who are curious about what's going to be happening for the Heritage Classic, stay tuned. We're, uh, we'll, we'll be announcing this pretty soon. Um, ba, ba, ba. Over 20.5 games, over under 20.5 games, which Calgary loses in reg- regulation or overtime when out shooting opponents by 10-plus shots, already at 125 last year. Wow, Jay Money with the stats from the top rope. I'm taking the under this year. Yeah, I'm taking the under this year. Uh, I'm nailing reason, the under. No Daryl Sutter. Yes, yes, that too. That too. Um, let's see here. Ba-ba-ba. Oh, it's mostly people just, uh, just, just chirping each other back and forth in the chat because there was one. I'm trying to find who. Oh, it was Jay Money who said, or was it Jay Money? I gotta find it because it was actually kind of funny. It was about three on threes. Oh yeah, it was Jay Money. More coaches should pull their goalies in overtime to make it four on three. And then it's just like one mistake the other way, and you're hooped, or. You just always have possession. You just always have one guy like chilling in the neutral zone that you can swing back to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could make it work. (laughs) All I know is that you're going to have the goalies hating you if they're skating to the bench. And then they're, when the puck comes the other way, they're trying to go for a shift basically. And the stipulation should be that (laughs) the stipulation should be that whoever the, 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 the fourth man back is kind of in the neutral zone that you swing to, He's got to assume the position of goalie. Like he's just got to go. Yep. Maybe, maybe he comes out with the backup goalie's mask on, so that he say, can just, actually just put, the, just put the cage or the bubble on him. Yeah, just throw the cage or the bubble or whatever, and make it look like uh, he's he can actually go in net. They'll be putting like there'll be someone someone will sign Zdeno Chara tomorrow just for the uh, the opportunity <laughs> to have him play that that spot there. <laughs> so I think I'd um, rather have Bufflin in that position to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big buff. <laughs> big buff. Yeah, he was a big dude. Um well that'll do it for the presser. Good show. Great to see everybody. Uh I'm I'm happy to be back. I know uh I, I know it's been a long time coming. We got a lot of fun things lined up for you on uh, on game over this year. Uh hopefully the Calgary Flames make it a little bit better than it was last year. More people can watch the show. More people can have fun in the chat opposed to um, the nonsense and tomfoolery that it was last season. So um, praying a bit for more a... fun, a bit less therapy. That's right. Praying <laughs> for more fun and less therapy. Um, but if you do need therapy, come on over to Game Over Calgary and we can all hash it out together. We could talk about it like we did all year last year. Okay, Nate, thank you so much. Tell the people where they can find you and what you're up to. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter. I refuse to refer to it as X. Uh, <laughs> at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Just flip the N and the T of my first and last name around. And there you yep. go. Uh, yeah, you can find me on there. That's where I'm most active, I guess. So uh, yeah, you can follow me there for hockey takes, music stuff, and uh, the occasional jersey concepts. So once uh, once I'm done school, I'm hoping to be getting back to some more design stuff. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we love to see he's he's got some great uh, jersey concepts. So go follow him on uh, on Twitter to see all of that. You could follow me at Audi James. Be sure to follow at SDPN Sports on uh, Twitter. I think we're on just about every social media you could find at SDPN Sports. Uh, like the stream. I'm not sure if Toronto is still live, but if they are, go watch them after this. Um, hey, Avery's here. Uh, game over. Uh, game over Edmonton. I just teased Yo, Avery. Avery. <laughs> Avery, I just gave eyes emoji about uh heritage classic stuff just to keep your eyes peeled for that um i didn't spoil anything because i don't know if we're allowed to announce it yet but either way um be prepared for some fun stuff for the heritage classic between game over calgary 
game over Edmonton here on SDPN Sports. My name is Audie James. This was a Calgary Flames 3-2 shootout loss at the hands of Matthew Phillips and the Washington Capitals. Stay safe. Oh, I forgot to mention our next game over show as I pull up the schedule um, is going to be on Thursday, the 19th, against the Buffalo Sabres. Peter Klein will have your show. Uh, until then, stay safe. It was good to see you, and we'll talk to you guys uh, on the next Game Over show here on STPN Sports. Adios.